Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. John Williams had a brilliant interview this morning with a member of the team at Romanucci Blandini Law Firm. And joining me is the founding partner, Antonio Romanucci. And it's all about filing a lawsuit on behalf of the victims of the Highland Park shooting. And boy, did that spur discussion on the phone, on our text line. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Romanucci. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm sure that you've heard there, there is, there, there's just so many questions. John is brilliant at, Focusing on everything. I get emotional because I think every victim has the right to be heard. They have the right to seek justice and they certainly have the right to seek compensation. Will you tell us who exactly is named in this lawsuit? Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. So the named defendants in the lawsuit are first and foremost Smith and Wesson for the deceptive marketing and the fraudulent. Uh, consumer practice that we feel that they employed in selling the tactics that they had in selling their weapon. And then the shooter is named. The shooter's father is also named. Uh, The gun distributor is named and the seller of the gun. Those are the people that are all named. But we say that if you connect the dots from the beginning until the end, you're going to find that they are all responsible for what happened on July 4th in Highland Park. And the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act shields the gun industry from nearly all civil liability for the dangers that their products pose. But when it comes to marketing, that's a different ballgame, and that's the aspect that you're following up on. That, that is correct, So What we are saying is that they violated the law in Illinois with their consumer you know, fraud and with the deceptive practices that they employed. By violation of that law under those two statutes here in Illinois, that doesn't violate the federal PLACA Act, and that's why we're able to sue them and, and these clients and these victims, as you you know, very well just said a minute ago, they're able to seek compensation in court for the horrible injuries that they suffered or for losing loved ones. And part of that marketing, when I was listening to John's interview with one of the people that works with you today... Um, is the placement in video games. I think most people listening agree that video games, you know, are kind of a scourge on society, especially when they're played by people who seem to commit these crimes. So are there paid placement products in video games? And is Smith & Wesson one of those companies that pays for that placement? Well, we're in the beginning process of discovering a lot of information. But what we do know is that, you know, Smith & Wesson and these assault rifle makers, they they use the first-person viewpoint when they they place these weapons in their video games so so when you're playing the game, it looks as if you're shooting. And that's what makes it so adrenaline exciting for these young adults who then get hooked on these guns uh, playing video games and then want to own one themselves. And then when they own one themselves, you know, we've seen these mass disasters 
of carnage happened throughout the country where, where I believe my co-counsel yesterday, Ala Lepkowitz, cited a statistic which is shocking, uh, that it's about half the mass shootings in the country over the last you know, 10 or 15 years have been from young male adults from the age of 18 to 26. And did I hear that 40% of the time in these mass shootings, a Smith & Wesson weapon is used? That is correct. That is the number that we found out through our research. 40% of these weapons that are used are Smith & uh, Smith and Wesson. This is Antonio Romanucci. He's the founding partner of Romanucci Blandini Law. You are not the only law firm that has filed suit, are you? No. Uh, well, first of all, you know, my, my partner law firms in this case are Everytown and Paul Weiss. They are out of Washington, D.C. and New York. And then there are other firms that have also filed suit. Uh, we, we represent over 10 families uh, from the Highland Park shooting. So I, I think that we represent most of them right now, but there are other law firms that are involved also. That is correct. And Smith & Wesson does not need to be the sole cause of this shooting in Highland Park to be found liable, right? That is correct. In Illinois, you need to be found to be a cause. Uh, you don't need to be the cause, but there's only a cause. And and the jury gets to decide who is responsible. They get to decide, you know, how much percentage responsibility everybody has. And you don't need to show, you know, that anybody was the sole or only cause here, as long as they were a cause. We do hear from people that say, well, then why is Budweiser, Jack Daniels, not responsible um, for the issues they cause, or Ford or Chevrolet? There is a differentiation between those products and their advertising and what has been done on behalf of gun manufacturers. That's what you will prove, correct? Absolutely. What we are saying here that that Smith & Wesson specifically is using their marketing and advertising to glorify shooting at objects and people. These are weapons of mass destruction. A beer can is not a weapon of mass destruction. An assault rifle with a magazine capacity of 25 or more, as in this particular case, is a weapon of mass destruction. And and just two days ago, we announced it yesterday, Smith & Wesson doubled down on their advertising and had a YouTube video um, that they released showing how to quickly pull the trigger on a rifle so that you can get off as many shots as possible. You don't do that when you're hunting deer. That's not, that's not even a concern. I think there's no one solution to end this epidemic of gun violence, but every bit that we chip away helps. Before I let you go, we've got like 60 seconds left. Share the story of one of the victims that you're representing, because I think that's what makes this case important. Oh, my gosh. There are so many stories here, but but one in particular, one of the first people I met with, they were there with their entire family. So it was husband and wife and their children. And, and they were just out for the day, right? They were just out celebrating the 4th of July. And he felt something enter his chest. He felt a penetrating wound into his body. His wife sees him. His blood, his shirt is filling up with blood. They, they still have the sense to jump on top of their children and cover them. He's bleeding out. They wind up getting separated because the wife takes one of the children into one place of shelter 
the husband is laying on the ground bleeding. They don't see each other for hours and hours later. And you can imagine the emotional distress that went on in between that. And that's only part of the story, not all of the stories. Well, and the trauma and the fear that and the the injuries that everyone suffered, it's unimaginable. Thank you so much for updating uh, on this lawsuit, and uh, we'll follow it. And we hope that you'll come back on Chicago's Afternoon News. Just let me know. Thank you so much, Lisa. Have a great day. Antonio Romanucci, the founding partner of Romanucci Blandini Law. They're filing lawsuit on behalf of the Highland Park 4th of July parade victims. Lauren has your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.